Welcome everybody to another episode of the Supply Chain Ambassador Podcast. I am your host, Bruno, helping you navigate the world of supply chain in a fun and engaging way, giving you top-notch insights and knowledge direct from industry professionals. I have a very exciting guest today. Uh, On today's episode, we're going to be talking about recycling personal protective equipment. With that, I'll introduce your guest. Andy Streisfeld is the VP of Business Development of Lifecycle Revive with a successful 15 plus years career in medical and professional sales. The last seven has brought a passion and drive for promoting the recycling of medical waste in Canada. Andy is a corporate matchmaker and believer in the power of partnership between sales organizations and the supply chain customers they serve. Andy regularly develops relationships with Canadian healthcare industry, making green a key driver for purchasing decisions. Andy enjoys a good Netflix binge, but can also be found in the kitchen experimenting on his second passion, cooking. Oh yes, and he just started playing Fortnite, so he's available if you need a crew member. So with that being said, welcome Andy. Thanks, Bruno. Thanks for having me. Great show. First time uh, listener and uh, love the show so far. Oh, perfect. Thank you so much. So can you fill me in on um, how you got started with with, uh, recycling PPE? How did did this journey start? I am my former company that I worked for had a seminar in my last day of corporate training, which was hey, you know, we have sustainability programs and we care about the environment. So when you go out there, and you're selling our product, sell the idea of, you know, of the value out of recycling and, and sustainability. And it was funny. I was the only one doing it. Like it, it, it was a no brainer when you walked into a hospital and or a EMS or a city government or whatever it may be at that time, that supply chain had no idea that uh, the stuff that they were using was recyclable. It, it wasn't until like uh, four years into my job where I was at a seminar in Nova Scotia and it was explained to me that hospital waste. So, and I, I don't want to bore your, your listeners, but it's, yeah, it's a really yeah. exciting thing. Hospital waste is red bag, yeah, blue bag and black bag, meaning black bag garbage, blue is recycling and yellow bag or red bag is the hazardous waste. Mm-hmm. And a lot of hospitals after a surgery was done, even if the stuff was not used in the back of the room, even if the stuff was clean, they were throwing it into that red yellow bag and that red yellow bag was a dollar 10 a pound okay for, for the supply chain to get rid of but garbage bags and recycling was only 10 cents a pound so they came to me and they said hey why should we buy your product we, we should go to reusables we should go to laundry i said well no i said hey why don't we look at this if you would just sort your stuff in a recycling system and follow our lead and let us guide you and coach you you know you're going to save money and you're going to save a buck a pound every time so for, for your listeners out there, uh, how it started was customers said, I want to do something better with the environment. I want to do something better. I don't, I don't like throwing stuff into landfill. I said, hey, talk to me and let me try to help you. And that's where it started at the grassroots level. And then it, it, it moved on into you know, national conferences. We were invited. Yeah. I was invited pre, pre-COVID, I think in 2017, 2018, yeah. uh, to the OR Nurses Conference in Halifax. 
You know, we started, we were supposed to be in a small room of 45 people. They forced us into the big plenary session for 300 people. Okay. It, it was done on the fly because that seemed to be the issue that people wanted. And, and like I said, it was, it's, it's heartwarming to yeah. see that we have that synergy, supply chain and corporate, at oh. least in one topic. Okay, so for the layman like me, right, you kind of touched on how you approached the medical field and how they're throwing away bags. So how does the whole process work for a layman like me who needs to wrap it around his head? No problem. So let's let's talk about what the current problem is right now with the prime yeah. minister has asked us to do is PPE. Every time you wear a mask, every time you wear an isolation gown, you're throwing it into a garbage bag. I'm asking the person who picks up that garbage bag, tell you what, send it to me. I've got a machine here in Brantford, Ontario, that will eat 3,500 pounds of raw plastic PPE per hour and spit out pellets. And then those pellets can be put into another machine and either make hard plastics like basins or urinals or whatever it is, or garbage bins or recycling bins. And now uh, our, our new project that will be launching in the summer, we're purchasing a fabric making machine from China. So now we'll be able to take everybody's waste, masks, gowns, whatever it may be, that's clean. And, yeah. and I'll talk about clean garbage in a moment. Mm -hmm. Put in this fantastic machine and make fabric. And now we will no longer be beholden to foreign governments. We will no. be able to make fabric here in Canada. There are a lot of people in Canada who bought machines to make the melt blown for masks, but no one's bought the machines to buy to make spun bound, which is the, the outside of the mask, the, the, the stuff that you make the fabric to make the gowns from. And yeah. that is what we're going to do. And that's going to help the economy greatly because no more need to import, wait six to eight weeks, prices go up like crazy. We'll be able to take garbage every day, yeah. put it in a machine and sustain a price along the board. No, nothing higher, maybe sometimes lower, but yeah. nothing higher. Okay. Um, you had sent me a clip. Uh, I'm just going to play that sound bite. Uh, and then we're going to talk about that a little bit. So just give me a second here. Okay, here we go. There's gold and then there's garbage, but at the same time, there's also a, a prosperity in that garbage. If we can eliminate the landfill, if we can eliminate the plastic waste, if we can reclaim that and create industry and give back to Mother Nature and give back to our economy and give back to, our, to us as citizens, um, you know, in cost savings to the hospitals, then we've achieved everything that we wanted to achieve that everybody's been crying for. Can you tell me about your clip and why is that so important? You know, when you when you think about recycling, so let's let's talk about it from the average person on the street, you as a purchaser in supply chain, and I as a former supplier of medical products, right? Yeah. When we talk about waste and we talk about recycling, we all say the same thing. Nothing could be done. It's always going to go into a landfill. Nobody's <laughs> going to do anything with it. The cost of a recycled product is much more expensive than than virgin stuff, right? Brand new fresh stuff. Okay, I got that now. Let's, let's rewind. We've had a snowstorm in Texas that has now crippled the resin business in the yeah. United States. And that's, that's weather, okay? It could happen in flooding anywhere in this country or in the South. It could be snowstorms, snow squalls, whatever it may be. We have a COVID international crisis that sh actually shut down China's manufacturing and then hit Southeast Asia's manufacturing and then spread everywhere. Then there was a ma major panic that a gown that used to be sold for 55 cents now goes on the open market, I'm sorry to say for five bucks a gown. That is because there was no homegrown industry. There was no homegrown manufacturing of fabric. So when, you're, when we're talking about the layman, I'm saying you're, you, a layman will say to me, we spend way too much in healthcare. You're absolutely right, we do. 
Now, why? We're social medicine. We're, we're based in an idea of a centralized purchasing structure. Yeah. We have buying groups. We have individual hospitals that purchase what they need. With it. You know, Carolyn uh, Montague was talking about greening contracts in the last episode. Yeah. She was also uh, highlighting the issue, If I'm and you can correct me, the issue with the government minister that wanted an electric car. Mm-hmm. And, it, and it wasn't in their fleet program. Yeah. Right? So here's where you have to you have to go back to the layman and say, okay, look, yes, healthcare does cost money. Mm-hmm. Now it's the job of every hospital to work on a budget. It's a job for every buying group to work on a budget. And it's and 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 at the end of the day, those transfer payments have to go places. But one of the things I've seen in the last seven years that I've been working in medical and working in, with recycling is that more and more hospitals are putting in green clauses. Mm-hmm. in their contracts. More and more hospitals and buying groups and, and healthcare groups are holding their contract holders to their contracts. So essentially, one of our biggest problems in collecting the stuff, and that seems to be the only problem that we're having, it's everybody wants to give us the garbage, everybody wants to give us the recycling, it's just you can't move it from hospital to landfill or, or from landfill to, to the uh, plastics machine. So what you, what you do is you start fighting in the supply chain and then what happens is you go and say, well, you know, the, the waste hauler and the recycler has a contract and they refuse to do anything outside the contract. You got to hold them to changes. Mm-hmm. COVID has shown us there's changes. This, the freak winter situations in Texas shown us that you can't hold anybody to a contract anymore. And that's interesting hmm. for, the, for, the, for your listeners here. I don't know if they realize this, but before in healthcare and in other industries, companies used to rely on monopoly. Yeah. Now- COVID has leveled the playing field. It's like, you're a mask guy? Okay, I'm going to have five mask guys on the contract because if you can't deliver, I'm going to go to four others. Mm-hmm. You know? And the same thing, hold everybody accountable. When, you, when you're creating a supply chain and you want to get the maximum dollar and maximum benefit, hold us to it, not only at pricing, but hold us and say, what do you do with the garbage? What do we do with the recycling? And then those companies are either going to be forced to say, I'm sorry, I don't have a plan. Or others will say, I have a plan. And if you buy my product, I will tie you onto my plan and we'll make sure that we do this together. Yeah. So that's that's where we stand. Yeah, I like the notion of accountability and sort of watching it. It's, it's essentially contracting from end to end, you know, right. being through the whole si- life cycle of the contract, not just um, the award and here's your money, here's the products and you know we're done. It's like you know maintaining that communication throughout the, li- the whole life of the contract. So that's very exactly. interesting. Yeah. And uh, I like that you touched upon like, a few of the challenges um, with, within your industry, within the whole recycling and PPE in terms of logistics, getting it from the medical field to um, where it needs to go and back forward. Uh, any more uh, challenges that you've, you've faced uh, with, with uh, this initiative? Yeah, you know, we've, we've also, unfortunately, I, I don't want to go there. I'm not going to go there fully, but I'm going to go there partially. We yeah. are having some problems. We are having some problems with funding. Like, you know, the federal government stepped up and I got to say kudos to the federal government for, or at least the, the agencies, NGEN, NRC, um, I said, uh, Innovations Canada, um, they helped us greatly, you know, navigate the waters of, of tendering and whatever it is and get the funding that we could to get the machinery up and running in quick time. But you're dealing with a, a provincial issue. I'm having, we're having problems right now with the provincial government with the Ontario Together Fund, where they're holding a lot of state-of-the-art purchasing away, like reusable masks, right, um, hostage, because they're not, uh, they're not answering in quick time. They're funding different programs, and they're keeping people on a short list. And you can't keep people on a short list for a long time. These people need to know, should they develop the technology or should they move on? Right. And then if you're seeing a cost savings down the road on a reusable mask, 
or a reusable gown or reusable technology uh, that will benefit beyond COVID, you shouldn't be short-sighted about it. So that's been our, our part challenge. The other challenge is with COVID, hospitals actually, uh, and, and, and not only hospitals, everyone who's dealing with PPE right now are working on skeleton crew. So unfortunately, where we had a fortune back before COVID where people would be assigned to be the person to go and pick up these bags and take them down to the loading dock, now you have people triple working over some. So it's a little awkward to get them to sign on to this, but anybody who hears my voice, call me, email, text me, we'll find a way. We really wanna help the country mm -hmm. and we really wanna avoid this landfill crisis that the prime minister was afraid of. And it's very simple. Just get, get the stuff from your place to us and we'll find a way. Okay. And with saying that, uh, so what is life cycle uh, uh, doing differently? that uh, Lifecycle Revive, your company, what is it doing differently um, that's helping uh, with some of the problems? Well, so Lifecycle Revive is, is made up of four partner companies it's, and four partners. So we are made up uh, with um, Optima Plastics, um, Simcoe Plastics Partnership, and that's Kurt Staley. And Kurt has the machinery there and has had a history of moving plastics out of the hospitals, out of the, out of the population into this type of machinery. Uh, I come in, um, a former sales rep in medical for the last uh, 15 years, and I bring that experience of, of knowing where the bodies are, knowing where, where to go, right? And then we have our two other partners, which is uh, Nad Halabi from Rudell Medical, who was the proponent who won the, the first round of contracts for government gowns and was very concerned that all this plastic material that he was buying and he was manufacturing was going to scrap and he didn't want that to go to the landfill. And then his subcontractor, and then who's the other part of it, which is the life cycle health component, yeah. is Lena Bowden and uh, Carmina de Young in London, who actually invested with this NGEN monies as well to be the ones who will make the fabric. So yeah. all four of us are a consortium. We, we decided that we like this idea of, of, a, of a three P system, a consortium system where we're all partners in this. It's not just one company's synergy, it's everybody's synergy that brings us together. Mm -hmm. And quite frankly, based on what I've done on my research, really nobody else is doing this. This is a state of the art project and it is a, uh, it is a cutting edge example for the future. Look, my, my biggest thing has always been anybody who hears my voice, mm -hmm. if you wanna make a buck, then come and go and pick up the stuff at a pickup truck, in a van, in a bus, whatever you want, bring it over to a central spot. We'll meet up with you and we'll pick it up because at the end of the day, picking up this stuff is the biggest challenge really. Okay. And uh, where can uh, listeners and viewers find and learn more about uh, this initiative? Uh, so we currently have a, a news piece uh, on CBC uh, News. You can just yeah. type, or if you go on Google, you can type in um, recycling, life cycle recycling or recycling London. Uh, and the news article come out. We have a webpage, um, so www.lifecyclerevive.ca. Yeah. Um, I'm currently revamping that with our uh, with our teams as we move on. We have we have some decks that we can send out to supply chain or to to other people. And uh, like I said, we're we just want to get on as much um, communication as we can. This podcast is one of them. Help yeah. us get the message out there because at the end of the day, I like I coined the phrase, like everyone thinks that this is going to be a nightmare. Let's make it, you know, a good, you know, let's make it a good outcome rather than a nightmare, right? Yeah. Um, so, wow. Thank you again. You've touched on a, quite a bit uh, of information today and just in terms of where our waste goes and giving us food for thought for how we can better um, 
utilize our ways to be income producing and not just, um, just you know, get rid of it and forgetting it. Um, you certainly touched on a lot. Uh, is there any particular uh, things you want to leave off for the viewers or the listeners? Uh, any call to actions or? So the call to action, if we can, is that we, we are, uh, you know, COVID is to me, it's a wartime situation. We are in, we are at war. Um, the environmental cataclysm that will come from these oceans of imported PPEs and homemade PPEs, we are not geared for that. So take a, take a moment, if you're in supply chain or if you're in distribution, reach out to each other, talk to your customers, say, listen, how can we do stuff? Do we need to get bins? Call us, we'll help you with bins. Do we need to get you know, a collection cycle? Can we talk to our existing waste hauler and say, look, I know you're under contract, but look, this is wartime. We need you to step up, you know, talk to Lifecycle Revive, talk to other people. Look, you know something, the funny thing, the funny thing is I've learned so far that uh, if you go on LinkedIn, there are a lot of initiatives right now. So Vinyl Institute Canada is doing PVC recycling in the, in the OR. We're doing uh, polypropylene recycling in the, in the OR and hospitals and in the general population. Um, BD, who makes syringes for years, have had a needle reclamation program. So it's out there. You just need to look for it. Talk to your sales rep. Talk to your to your uh, your strategic partners who supply you. Ask them the questions. Yeah. Hey, do you have something for sustainability? Do you have something for recycling? How do we get part of that? How do we save money? And there will be a lot of people who will step up, including myself, and say, we would love to help you out. Wow, that's fantastic. Certainly great. Uh, it, it reminds me, it touches on a little bit of, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, <clears throat> circular supply chain. That's what it touched on. Exactly. Circular economy. Right? Circular economy. Yeah. Yeah. That's the new buzzword. And hopefully it seems like it's more than just a buzzword. But uh, thank you uh, for, for taking the time to sit with me to really uh, dive into this juicy topic. I think it's very important and pertinent to our futures, as you pointed out, in terms of uh, being able to handle changes, especially with pandemics, with global crisis, and just give us something to think about in terms of what we can do together as a supply chain community to address certain uh, these needs and challenges. Thank you, Bruno. I look forward to 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 hearing this and, and being invited back because I'll tell you, we could talk more about greening industry and we could talk more about greening supply chain. And I would love to have that conversation. Oh, perfect. I'm uh, actually looking forward to having um, thoughts on that. So yeah, for sure. We can definitely circle back to that at some point again. And I'd like to uh, leave off with the quote of the day today that I uh, chose, which is uh, by Albert Einstein, who said, we cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. So hopefully that leaves us with some food for thought. Um, I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, you can find the podcast on Spotify and YouTube. Uh, just search for the Supply Chain Ambassador podcast. If you want to be a guest on the show, you can also find me on LinkedIn uh, by just searching the Supply Chain Ambassador, where you can send me a message with your thoughts and how this podcast can bring value to you and your business. So I want to thank you, the listeners. I want to thank our hosts. And I want to wish everybody a great afternoon. So thank you so much again. <laughs> <laughs>